Welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, we explore the intersection of creativity and spirituality and discover what lights up your creative soul. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. It's so nice to meet you here on the mic. I wasn't planning on recording a solo episode this week, but I have been in my Scorpio season slowdown, is what I want to call it, and I was feeling really low energy and just feeling like I need to take care of myself and I wasn't able to edit the episode in time and it's the night before I want to share this episode and I'm just recording for you at all and letting it flow off the cuff because those are the least effort for me and I still wanted to get a podcast out this week and I thought that this would be a really fun opportunity to share an episode all about taking care of yourself and about self-care and how does creativity and self-care intersect and what does it mean to really take care of yourself. I feel like this time of year when the seasons have changed from summer to fall and we're rushing towards winter and the clocks have changed. In my corner of the world, we have daylight savings time where the clocks go back an hour so it gets dark earlier. And we're really winding down for the end of the year for Scorpio season and Sagittarius season, which is my season, so I love Sagittarius season. But as we're winding down, the weather is getting colder. We just want to draw a little more inward and really start to settle in, be at home more, and take care of ourselves. And it's super interesting living seasonally and living cyclically when you live in a city versus living in nature, in the countryside, in nature, immersed in nature. Because I have been living immersed in nature in the middle of nowhere in Michigan for the last year and a half, and now I'm currently in D.C., smack dab in the middle of the city, And it's been so interesting to just note the differences in the ways that I would take care of myself in the country and how being surrounded by nature made it easier to take care of myself. And now I'm noticing being in the city and still traveling a lot and going from here to there, it makes it a lot harder to slow down and tune into your inner and outer seasons and allow yourself to rest and slow down and take care of yourself. So... I am coming off of a month or so of just straight travel. I went to New York to visit my nephews and up to Connecticut to see some friends and see a friend's play. And then I went to California for my soul sister retreat. Then I spent a week and a half in Florida pet setting for my mother's-in-law. And I've just been going, going, going. And as I've returned to D.C. and it's dark And I'm just really feeling like I need this inner shift, this inner shift of what fall is meant to do for us, which is to shed and to release and to slow down and to be in that darker state of the year. So 
I want to talk a little bit about my experience in the city versus the country, which has been such a stark contrast to observe and talk about some of the favorite ways that I like to take care of myself. So I've really been thinking about this idea of how do we take care of ourselves and what does taking care of ourselves really mean and what does it look like? I mean, I, I'm almost like sick of hearing people say, oh, self-care isn't just bubble baths and chocolate. We know that. But truly, what does it look like for a woman to slow down and take care of herself? And as I'm asking myself this question, I'm looking around at the people in my life, the women in my life, and it's really hard to find a good example of a woman who embodies taking care of themselves. So I asked on Instagram like a week or so ago, you know, who are those people that you all admire and what are those people that you see a woman really taking care of yourself? And because I, as I'm thinking about the examples that I've had in my life, you know, my mom and my grandmothers, like they didn't have the luxury of time to take care of themselves. So I didn't see them prioritizing that and it wasn't really instilled in me. And just as I get older, I'm really starting to tune into what it is that my body needs and what it is that my soul needs, my creative soul, and really just how do I take care of myself on a deep level. So it was really interesting to pose that question on Instagram and see some of your responses. And some of you mentioned some people who have been on this podcast, Shannon Keating, shout out there, and Kat Dow. And my friend Kat, who we interviewed before on the Family Constellations Therapy episode, which you should definitely check check out. That is such a fascinating episode. But my friend Kat said, I've had to become this woman for myself in many ways. And I think that's what a lot of our generation is doing. I think millennials get a lot of bad rep. But truly what millennials are doing are learning how to take care of themselves And learning to really, truly, deeply care and mother and reparent themselves when they didn't have any previous examples. You know, we're really the first generation of our kind to have the tools at hand, to have the resources at hand, to be able to not be focused so much on our survival in the day-to-day like our mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers were. But we are really the first generation that we do have the luxury of time and resources to be able to support ourselves in this aspect of life. And I really feel like millennials are, if millennials are the generation of self-care, then I will wear that badge proudly because what does it mean to really learn how to nourish yourself and take care of yourself? So this is something that I have been just kind of on a journey of discovering of what that means and trying different things. And it's by no means perfect, but I think all we can do is really trial and error some of this stuff and, you know, tune into those different seasons of our life because I think for each season, we need different things. What works for us and taking care of ourselves looks like in summer is not the same as what looks what it looks like during fall. So I want to kind of a couple examples from my own life. So back when I was in Michigan in the wintertime, the things that were really grounding me and allowing me to take care of myself was going on a morning walk. And I realized that it doesn't matter how cold it is outside, 
we can always get up and move outside and go for a walk because truly it's all about the layers. And if you live in a colder area and especially as it is now beginning to get more and more cold, I don't want that to stop us from stopping outside and going for a walk in nature because that is truly not only how I like to take care of my physical self, but also my mental, my emotional, my spiritual self as well. So I love doing morning walks no matter where I'm living. Then I was doing a lot of broths, like herbal bone broths, and I was just getting bones from the local butcher and then putting it in a crock pot and making this delicious bone broth. And I would throw in herbs like nettles and turmeric and ginger and lemon balm and lavender even sometimes to make this like really beautiful, delicious, gut healing, nourishing bone broth. And I just felt so good when I drank that in the wintertime, especially. And then I would also make my herbal infusions. And this is a practice that I do pretty much all the time. Um, But I make herbal infusions out of the teas that I craft, the herbal teas that I hand and wild craft. And so literally as I'm recording this episode for you right now, I am drinking one that has peppermint and nettles and oat straw and milky oat. And it also has a Tulsi in there too. (laughs) So I love drinking herbal tea infusions throughout the day because they not only really hydrate me because you're drinking like a big, I drink like a quart glass of the tea and sometimes I'll do that two to three times a day or I was at least in the winter time. And it not only really hydrates your system, but it also provides a lot of essential vitamins and minerals to your system as well. And the plants in the infusion, such as nettles, such as oat tops, they all have really beautiful qualities. Like milky oat is a really great herb for stress and for managing stress. And you can be supported by all of the herbs, physical and spiritual benefits as well. And then in the winter time, I was taking a lot of hot baths. And baths are one of my favorite self-care practices of all time. Like I freaking love sitting in a bath and I don't even really put anything in the bath. It's just me in the bath. Like I love soaking in hot water. I feel like it's the only place where I can truly relax and my muscles can let go and I can think and just spend time in the bath. It's truly amazing. So those were some of the rituals and self-care practices that I really had in place back when we were in Michigan, back when I lived in a place that had a bath, when I had access to all of my herbs and food and, you know, really nourishing myself from that level inside and out. And since I've been in the city, I've noticed that my self-care practices have had to change. And what I've noticed is harder living in a city is taking care of myself in the ways that I was used to. So there are some pros and cons. So a pro that I've noticed while living in the city is that it's easier to walk around and to really get a lot of movement and get a lot of steps in. Um, Because not only are you walking from place to place in a city, you're I'm walking to a coffee shop and that's 20 minutes away. And then I'm walking to a grocery store that's 20 minutes away. And then I'm walking home. And so you end up just walking a lot more in your day. And since being in a city, I've been able to take classes at a local yoga studio, which I have missed so, so much. Like, having a class at a yoga studio is just one of my favorite forms of self-care. It nourishes my body. It stretches me. Like I just feel so good after a yoga class. And so living in the city, I've been so grateful to be able to get back into my yoga practice because honestly, I haven't really been having a regular yoga practice in the last couple of years. Just 
you know, when the pandemic happened, I had just gotten back from my yoga teacher training and I was teaching yoga. And then I was living, you know, during the pandemic. And then in Michigan, there's not any yoga studios really nearby. So I was really missing that practice and just hadn't been connected to my body in that way. So living in a city has allowed me to take regular yoga classes again, which I really, really love. And then another thing in the city that I've noticed, it feels like it's harder to hydrate in the city. Like I haven't been making as many herbal infusions because just it takes more time and I don't have like my full setup here and I like a morning routine where I walk and go get a coffee from a coffee shop but then coffee is really draining to my energy and also gives me anxiety and dehydrates me even further so I've noticed that like keeping my hydration up in a city has been really important because I've just noticed like walking around and getting coffee or getting a fun drink or a fun treat then I'm not taking care of myself as well. And then one of the last things I'll talk about living in a city is just that I love the fact that when you're living in a city, you have access to all this food and food from all these different cultures. But what I've noticed is that when I'm in Michigan, there's no options around us for like restaurants and food. So I've been having to home cook all of our meals and I love cooking. Cooking is a very creative act for me. But, you know, it's sometimes exhausting to cook three meals a day, as I'm sure some of you know. But living in a city where you have a lot more access to food, a lot more access to food variety and food options, it just becomes easier to not home cook all of your meals um, because you might be out and about and you might grab some lunch or, you know, you might be really tired from the day and you want to go to yoga. So maybe you eat dinner in. I just I've noticed that it's harder to cook at home. And because it's harder to cook at home, you're eating out a lot. And when you're eating out a lot, I think then you're exposed to a lot of different food practices that you probably wouldn't keep at home, like adding a lot of seed oils to foods or just having a lot foods that are higher processed or higher in fat or higher in oil and fried. So I just noticed my body feeling like I, I really want to slow down and cleanse and be with myself and you know, as I'm noticing these different changes, these differences and living in the country and how easy it was to take care of myself when you don't have all of these external distractions and then you're living in a city and life is more fast paced and it's more exciting because there's more people around and more things to do and more things to see and discover and explore that also takes a toll on our physical mental, emotional, spiritual health. And as I'm exploring this question of what it means to really take care of ourselves as women, I'm just observing these differences and offering them to you in the case that you explore what self-care really means and looks like for you and who are those people in your life that really embody taking care of themselves and that you look to as inspirations and what are some of the ways that you like to take care of yourself and do you notice if that changes from season to season and I feel like I focus this episode a lot on like more physical aspects because I feel like that's what I've really been leaning into because when we're not feeling our best then the creative the creativity can't even live in that space it has to live and breathe in a space when you've had your needs met it's like the maslow's hierarchy of needs where in order to feel creative you have to have your physical needs met so those are like basic basic how can we take care of ourselves and then of course creatively spiritually 
it expands from there. And what can you do creatively to take care of yourself? For me, I have these coloring books where sometimes I just color whenever I need a break and it's a nice like break from mindless scrolling. So instead of mindless scrolling, I'll just color for a little bit and that will give my brain a break. So there's like creative self-care and all of these things. So I think that's where I'll leave you today. I just kind of wanted to pop in with this quickie about how I'm exploring taking care of myself, especially during this Scorpio season slow down. And I hope that wherever you are in the world, wherever you are listening, that you are able to really tune into the medicine of this season and of this cycle and what the medicine of this season has in store for you. And what are the ways that you can support your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual body so that you can feel your best you can show up for yourself for your creative soul and really take the time to take care of yourself because you deserve it and if no one has told you lately you are doing such a good job and I'm so proud of you and I'm proud of all of us who are really just learning and living and figuring it out as we go because aren't we all so if you have made it to the end of this little episode I would love if you took the time to rate and review the podcast. Rating and reviewing the podcast is really one of the only ways that I know that you're listening and can, you know, encourage me to keep going. So it's really, really so important not only to support the host in what they do and what they share every week for free, but also to get other people to listen and to spread the message. And I would just really, really appreciate it. So please go ahead and do that. And then lastly... I will share that in a couple weeks on December 5th, I'm going to be teaching a free workshop called The Poetry of Plant Magic. And if you listen to my season two episode, the first episode of season two, I talked about The Poetry of Plant Magic, which is my writing course focused on herbalism. And so it's really about exploring our creativity, but connected through plants and through herbs. So the class is structured in such a way that you will learn about certain herbs and learn about their physical benefits, their spiritual and energetic benefits, and then also learn about some of the folklore and the myths that they're associated with. And then we'll journal around some of the qualities of the herbs to really get to connect with the herb. And then we'll also be invited into writing poetry inspired by these qualities and the stories that we hear about these herbs. And it's really just a fun way to get you connected to your creativity and to your writing and to your sense of writing and your sense of play. Um, But also learn more about plants and learn more about how the plant world can help support us because that's one of the biggest allies in my self-care journey really is learning about plants and learning how these plants can support us not only physically but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. And that's why when I started to tell you about my herbal infusion, I was feeling so down today and needed some energy. So I have some peppermint in my tea for that. That also helps with brain fog and clearing away headaches. And then, of course, my nettles, my tulsi, my milky oat that I talked about earlier are all in there. So please join me. I'm teaching a class, a free class. So I mentioned that I would be doing like a longer online course and I will be offering that sometime in 2024, but I'm offering a free class through Creative Mornings and it's December 5th, Tuesday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. 
And then if you sign up but you can't make it live, the recording will be available for three days after the event. So it's really, really exciting to be invited back to Creative Mornings and be teaching a workshop to people around the world. And so if you're listening to this and you want to get a taste of what that workshop will be like, if you want to just spend an hour with me tuning into our creative souls and learning about plants and how they can support us in the process, then tune into that class. It'll be really fun. So I will leave you with that. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.